If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. symphony of debauchery two strangers must work in tandem and the task ahead of them is vast and treacherous can they face the challenge will they survive michael connor and josh beard it's connor and beard I'm so mad. Every right, time what are you gonna do? Every t- I was going to start the segment without you. We were going to talk We were going to talk about you and talk about why you Let's what what could have held you in the bathroom. I was peeing. Just just start Yeah, but it's not fun when you can actually come in here and like say what you actually did when we could have made up some really cool funny hilarious things. Michael fell in the toilet. Michael fell Yeah, Michael fell in the toilet is one. Michael clogged <laughs> the toilet, slipped in the water and broke his knee. That's, and that's that. karma for making fun of Josh falling down the stairs for a month. Yeah. I fell down the stairs. I could have walked down the stairs real quick and fell down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Why would you walk down the stairs to go to the bathroom? Maybe I just feel like I was getting some, getting some exercise in. Have you ever known people to do that? What? That, like, if they work on a multi-story bu- work in a multi-story building, they'll go to different floors to use the bathroom because they think the bathroom is better? Or have you ever been a yeah, person the last, that does that? the last place I worked, I would go to the bathroom on the eighth floor. Why? Because there was no businesses up there after COVID. Oh, so you could all, just go there by yourself? Yeah, there was nobody up there. Interesting. It was always clean. It smelled good. It's not like a radio Okay, that's not a bad reason. There's two things about radio stations that you need to know if you've ever wondered what it's like working at one. One, when free food is put out, it's gone in eight seconds. Faster. Two, the bathrooms generally, not, I will say my experience here, not as bad. But at the other place that I used to work at, it was the most horrific thing you've ever experienced when you worked in the morning. The people that work morning news, that get up at 2.30 in the morning to go do morning news shows, they don't have good diets. And they make the most foul smells you've ever smelled in a bathroom. Yeah, that's absolutely true. It's horrible. Yeah. It, make, it makes you deathly afraid of how they feel on the inside. You want to know, actually, funny story. My weight problems, my food and weight problems actually didn't start until I was working nighttime radio. Until I was staying at a radio station until I get done at like a show would be over at 11. Y'all were on until 11, you yeah, Paul 7 to 11. Paul, oh my Paul, God. Would, Paul would be like, oh, my job's done, and then leave. He and would do four hours? Four hours. We did night? four hours together. Oh, my God. It was fine. I don't know if I ever want to the do hard four part, hours again. I like three. Three's perfect. I do love three. The hard part with doing four hours at night is we couldn't watch any of the games that we had to talk about. Yeah, that sucks. That was horrible. But Paul would leave and go, like, I don't know, meet some girl he talked to on Tinder. And then I would have to stay there and, like, pull audio from stuff and do, like, all the other things, all the all the real hard work that Andrew does for us. Yeah. And so I'd leave at, like, 1, 1.30 in the morning sometimes. I'm a little hungry. I hadn't eaten since, like, 7, so I'd stop and get, like, Whataburger or whatever on the way home. Man, Whataburger, eating Whataburger at 1.30 in the morning and going home and going to sleep. Or actually, eating Whataburger, going home and playing video games for two hours, then go to sleep at 4 a.m. Weirdly enough, not great for your overall health. Wow, so you go to bed at 4 a.m. What time did you wake up? I'd wake up at, like, 7.30, 8, take the kids to school, and then go back to sleep. Oh, my God, you're a psychopath. Yeah. 
That's yeah. a problem, Judge. That was a problem. Yes. <laughs> See, I would have gotten my ass out of there immediately and gone home and gone to bed. No, 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 no. I'd go oh, home. I got really good at the game that I played during the time, though. I bet you did. Had professional teams asking me and my buddy to play. It was great. Should have done it. Oh, no, because I was a useless garbage human being who ate horrible food and, and you did not make a lot sleep. of money playing video games. No. Now you're here talking to us. No, I make more money doing this oh, than okay. I would have with that game. <laughs> well, now the question. Now you can talk about this, Josh. Okay. The Texans 2023 draft class. And I'm not even trying. I'm not trying to be Jeremy Branham here, Andrew. I'm not trying to get. I'm not trying to stoke the fire, but I'm asking an actual question. Is this after one year? Can you say it's the best draft class the Texans have ever had after one year? Uh, yes, you have to. Kind Do of. You have. To? I think you have to. So I went and pulled up their draft history, which is uh, always fun to me to do. Two th- two thousand, let me guess, 2006 is on there. Yeah, there's really only two classes, in my opinion, that you can consider for best classes ever. 2006 and 2009. So let me run through oh, them real yeah. quick. So 2006 for the Texans was the draft where they took Mario Williams in the first round, D'Amico Ryans in the second round. Round three, they took Charles Spencer, who would have been a Great tackle for a long time. Had a horrific injury. Yes. And they, Jesus Christ. So that chair's trying to kill you. Yep, it is. Uh, ended his career. Eric Winston was also taken in the third round. In the fourth round, they took Owen Daniels. Wally Lundy was in the sixth. And then in the seventh, they got contribution out of this guy, uh, David Anderson. David Anderson. One of my favorite people that I've ever worked with in radio. But yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's What's a really he nice now? guy. I have no idea. He was working. He was doing radio stuff and working with like a tech company, nah. like doing doing tech stuff, making money, making moves. David Anderson always making moves. He used to move the football. Now he's moving money. So I don't think 2009 is as good as 2006, but I, I think you have to mention it. 2009 was Brian Cushing in the first. Second round was uh, Connor Barwin. Antoine Caldwell was in the third. Glover Quinn, uh, that's one they let get yeah. away. He was in the fourth. Anthony Hill was in the fourth. James Casey in the fifth. He contributed to winning teams, so that that one I think was a good pick as well. Bryce McCain in the sixth, he played a lot, sometimes yeah. good, sometimes not so good. Then Troy Nolan in the seventh, and I, you know, just going through their draft history, there's not a lot of other drafts where you know there's multiple players that really were effective for them or contributed to to a lot of things for you know multiple years. Right, like those are the two that really stand. I mean, I guess. You could look at the 2017 draft and say a lot of these guys are still playing, um, which matters, I guess. I guess. That was, I mean, Deshaun and Zach Cunningham, who definitely didn't deserve the contract he got when he got it. Um, who else was in that draft? 2017. Deontay Foreman still playing. So, like, yeah, I mean, like, there's there's some drafts that have some guys in it. The Justin Reed draft, uh, he's still playing in the league. There's a few guys from that draft still doing it. They didn't pick up the third round in that one, so... Would you put the this draft as number one overall already? Yeah, I think looking at 2006, looking at 2009, there were a couple other drafts where you could maybe potentially put them in there, but I would unequivocally say that this was the best one for them. The amount of guys, at least so far, the amount of guys who have been who have been role players or played a prominent role in how successful the were uh, the Texans were this season is it's almost it's like what if I did the math, it'd be like eighty percent. Eighty percent of the guys that they drafted last year were guys who played a pretty substantial role on the team. Like CJ Stroud and Will Anderson, easy. Like those are guys that should or or could win uh, the rookie of the year for each side of the ball. Juice Scruggs got injured to start the year, but whenever he came back, he for the most part looked good. Tank Dell's awesome. Uh, Henry Toto 
great. Jarrett Patterson was good until he got hurt. Xavier Hutchinson played a role, I guess, is the most you could say about him. Had some moments. Um, but by and large, you look at this and you, and you can see guys who either were major impact guys in their first year are going to continue to be even bigger impact players moving forward and other guys who are going to continue to be role players on a really good team as they continue to grow. You know which draft wasn't their best draft? Uh, if I had to guess, I would probably look at 2019 off the top of my oh, head. I was going way further back. Tw- 2005. Travis Johnson, Vernon Morency, oh. Jerome Mathis, Drew Hod- Hodgkin, C.C. Brown, Yeah, Petway. Drew Hodgden. Yeah. 2019 was not good. Was, Two, 2019 the Ross draft? Was awful. No, uh, the Ross Blacklock draft is oh, that heck 2020. Charlie Heck in it. So yeah, at least it, those guys were something. Uh, Ross Blacklock, what a disaster of a pick that was. 2019 was Titus Howard in the first round, which is, I mean, fine. He's going to be good. He got a second contract. But then in the second round, the two second round picks, Lonnie Johnson and Max Sharping. Oof. Third round was Kahale Waring. Remember whenever Kahale Waring, everybody, hey, don't worry. He plays water polo. Dude, super athletic. Cool. Don't worry. It's cool. going to be great. Uh, Round five was Charles Amenihue, which he's still playing in the league. He had some moments for them. Uh, yeah, he also was a complete yeah. locker room problem. Uh, that the sixth round was uh, Xavier Crawford, and then seventh round was Colin Gillespie. Yikes! A fullback. Which where was the? Dra- oh no, this you're forgetting this draft. This actually might top them all. Really, 2015, Kevin Johnson <laughs> in the first, uh, Bernardrick McKinney, Jalen Strong, who couldn't put. Put down the weed. Yeah. Lay off the weed. Uh, Keith Mumphrey, Richard Quiet, Christian Covington. He he was a role Christian player, Covington. He and, hung around. Is he still playing? He's not still playing, is he? I don't, Kenny Hilliard. I don't know if he is. Christian Covington and Bernardrick McKinney were fine for this team. Like they had good moments. Covington last played in 2022. So he yeah. played from 2015 to 2022. I love Christian Covington because anytime I would go in the locker room, he and I would end up talking about all that nerd stuff that you make oh, fun yeah. of me for. You nerd. He loved all all of it. It's He's he's one of my favorite people to talk to ever. Andrew, you put in this year's class number one already? I think it has to be just because you get C.J. Stroud. Like anytime that you get yeah. a franchise quarterback in the draft, that immediately exceeds the value of basically anything else that you've done prior as a franchise. Even if... The only thing that would come close, I think, would be if you had J.J. Watt in a draft with, like, Andre Johnson somehow. Like, if you got both of those guys who are the only other two members in the Texans' ring of honor right now outside of the owner, Bob McNair, like, outside of those two guys, like, C.J. Stroud should be more valuable to this franchise than basically the whole combined value of any other draft that they have had on a year-by-year basis prior just because what it means if he becomes— who we expect him to become over the course of his Texans career. Yeah, the, the Watt draft wasn't very good after Watt. Brooks Reed was okay for a moment, and then it was Brandon Harris, Rock Carmichael, Shiloh Ko, who's most infamous for getting yeah. pulled over and I think saying, do you know who I am? Yeah. The cop. Uh, TJ Yates, Derek Newton, and then uh, – Cheddar Cheddar Azugu. I don't even know. Don't Derek know Newton. Derek Newton had some had some good moments. Yeah, sure. He had microfracture surgery yeah, on his did. knee. That's what he had. Oh, Shiloh Ko, man. I, I the looks- Andre Johnson draft, by the way. Dear Lord, Andre in the first, and then they went J- Benny Jopru in the second, <laughs> followed by Antoine Peak, Seth Wand, Dave Ragone. Dave Ragone, baby. Dominic Williams was pretty good. Uh, he was all right. Drew Henson, never forget that man. one. Man, and got traded to the Cowboys. Keith Wright. 
Curry Burns and Chance Pierce. Those two guys, two of those guys didn't even touch a field. I did not realize they drafted Dave Ragone and Drew Henson in the same draft. Yeah. I don't remember the whole Henson story why they drafted him, but it was a thing, and then they traded the Cowboys. He made some starts with the Cowboys, didn't he? Huh? He he did, yeah. He yeah, had, and he, he, wasn't he made some starts. No, he wasn't. No, he made one start for the Cowboys. Excuse Only me. one. He, he was one. He had. He came in and everybody and, thought he was going to, you know, eventually be nah. big hot deal. No, nope. like whatever. He was a big nothing burger. Big fat nothing burger. So yeah, I'm with you guys. This I think number one. I think this is the number one class already. One year in, it's crazy. But I mean, it just look. It's 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 kind of proven. I mean, C.J. Stroud alone makes it pretty damn good. And then when you have Will Anderson behind it, that that obviously does matter for this. Um, for this exercise right here. Hey, when we return to Connor and Beard, ESPN 97.5, NFL executives have predicted the offseason for 2024. Uh, we'll tell you what they had to say next. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dude, totally. Who says two wrongs can't make a right? Oh, yeah, that was me referring to these two buttholes. Connor and Beard. Live in the Veritex Community Bank Studios. It's without a doubt my favorite one. It's hurtful. No, I, it, anytime that... Buttholes is not used enough. It used to be a thing. It's just not used enough now. I use it all the time. Makes me I think use it of against, uh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. I use it against my kids all the time. You call you them buttholes? Yeah. Yeah, when they're being buttholes, yeah. It's better than the alternative of what I would like to call them. But I try, I try very, very hard not to curse in the house that's good because i don't want to be that if that if my kids start doing it whatever if they learn it somewhere else fine i try really hard not to do that do i succeed in that no i fail a lot but i try as hard as i can especially whenever i'm talking to them and if they're getting in trouble so i just call them buttholes that's good good parents or jabronis uh, hey, that's not bad too i like or, that one or uh well i can't really say it. now i can't say that one well I, I, it's not necess- it's not technically a curse but it's just not nice i like that spencer called us buttholes there real quick before we get to the uh, nfl executives what they think the offseason is going to do in terms of playing out across the league some of the storylines let's get ben in here real quick wants to talk about the texans hey ben Hey guys, sorry. I think I maybe kind of one segment late here, but I was uh, curious your thoughts on the debate of the best draft. Um, CJ Stroud, clearly, this draft was phenomenal and probably the best for sure. But do you think we kind of had the same thought after we drafted Deshaun Watson? And do you think there's a chance that, you know, we see a drop off uh, CJ Stroud in his second year? I'll hang up with Thank you. Uh- I don't personally think that there's going to be a drop-off. And I don't think we felt that way about that draft either because, one, the Texans weren't great that next year and Deshaun got hurt, which matters. Right. Um, and then, two, I just don't think there was anything about that draft at that time that we looked at and go, oh, yeah, I mean, Zach Cunningham, he was an okay player. He was he was fine his first couple of years. But like, Deontay right. Foreman didn't come in and play. I think he might have got hurt that year. There wasn't anybody in that class that really played. So, no, I don't think we felt the same way. No. No, I mean, it felt good, but not the way we feel about this class. Yeah. I just, I have faith in the in the human that that C.J. Stroud appears to be. Well, and Will Anderson too. I, yeah. I have faith in I have faith in the person that we have heard. It's not even just necessarily what what we've heard them say, but what we've heard from other people talking about them that yeah. are around them every day. Like they these guys are legitimate. Uh, Lance was talking about how he talked to he was trying to get some stuff for his drafting with NFL, and he talked to somebody from Alabama. And the guy from Alabama brought up Will Anderson and said, "Well, you you and I are watching TV shows and doing all these other things. 
Will Anderson's doing push-ups somewhere. Yeah. Because and that's what I've heard from so many he's different people. Tape he's doing, watching he's, film, he's working out, he's working, he's working to get better. His life for his entirety of his NFL life will be all about football for the most part. I and that's what you want, right? Yeah. I hope I hope that's the case. I would love for that to happen. And I think it is the case, but these guys are just different than some of the other dudes. There have been questions around so many other people that the Texans have drafted. There's no questions around a lot of these guys, which is nice. I think here's the other part of it, too. I mean, look, C.J. Stroud already is a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. It's not even close. And he he came in and played better than anything Deshaun Watson probably ever did other than put up stats for a bad team. Like, right. It's just a simple fact. So um, I feel better about this one. Let's go through Josh, ESPN.com. They interviewed, or they, I guess, anonymously interviewed NFL executives to get their predictions on the NFL offseason. Let's just run through some of them and see if we agree or disagree. The first one that they lead off with is that Russell Wilson will end up with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, This is from one of the executives. The Raiders need a vet, and they are one of Wilson's original teams he wanted to go to. He'd stay in the West, West Coast, and Sierra can do a Vegas residency as a live performer. <laughs> Actually, that's a really great point. It's that's not a, really a bad thought point. about him wanting to be there, but if you're the Raiders, why would you want him? They don't really have a – I mean, what are their choices? Their choice draft is Aiden somebody. O'Connell, I guess, but they're they're not in, in draft somebody in rebuild mode right now. The, 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 if they go and draft somebody, you think Devontae Adams is going to be patient enough to True. wait for that guy to develop? Devontae Adams is going to want somebody – Somebody under center that he thinks can can produce think, right now. Does he think Russell Wilson's that guy? I, it'd be, be to him a veteran guy, and honestly, with the way look, Devonte Adams is the guy who went and signed with the Raiders because he thought Derek Carr was that guy. Yeah, well, so, I mean, but that was also his boy from Fresno. I get it. Like they're they're go way back. I get it, but you have to at least uh, when you're making a decision about your career, you have to objectively evaluate. If that's the best situation for you, and it was not. Well, no, it was the be- It was the best situation for him. He got to go back closer to home, and he got the bag. The, being the closer to home was a big deal, He got too. the big bag and then played in a state where there's no state income tax. Yeah. So I think Defonte Adams made a smart decision. I don't know. When it comes to earning your money. Uh, f- here's the next one. The 49ers roster will take a slight step back next season. Agree or disagree? Agree, but I mean, I don't know how big of a step back but they're going to lose guys, and they have Brock Purdy at quarterback. I still I like Brock Purdy more than other people do. This it's been it's been really interesting to watch this season. How a lot of people that we've heard, like a, like in the national media, who have been singing Brock Purdy's praises for the last two seasons, now all of a sudden most of them are like, "Well, Brock Purdy is actually not a good quarterback." But I just heard you saying that he was earlier this year. All of you were saying that he was the MVP caliber guy. All of you are saying that he was an MVP quarterback, and now all of a sudden he's th- he's one of the worst quarterbacks. What? But Brock Purdy is what he is. He's a really cool story. He's played above the level anybody ever expected from him, and he's an okay guy. But if they lose people, they're going to take a step back because he is not he is not the type of quarterback that just leads teams to championships without a lot of help around him. Andrew, uh, you missed the first one. First of all, do you think that Russell Wilson with the Raiders is a good idea? No, I don't think Russell Wilson being a starting quarterback in the NFL is a good idea in general. But I'm guessing that some franchise is going to take a punt on him and believe that they can be the one to fix him and be like he can be their reclamation project. I don't think the Raiders are in a position to have a reclamation project at quarterback. 
especially with Jimmy G still on the books there, correct? Yeah. So would you want to sign Russell Wilson to also be on your books as another veteran quarterback with limited upside moving forward? I, if I'm the Raiders, I'm taking whatever chances I can to get someone who has more long-term potential than maybe a year or two of decent rust if you're able to fix him. Yeah. Uh, what about the other one there? Um, do you think the 49ers are taking a step back next year? Yeah, I, I think I agree with that too. I think it's sort of inevitable that their roster at some point is going to churn over to where there is going to be a decrease in the level of talent. And they're going to have some really fascinating decision whenever Brock Purdy is up for contract. I know that's not for another couple of seasons, but if I had to guess, they're pro- are probably already preparing for themselves for the moment when they move on from Brock Purdy and plug and play the next quarterback. You know, what they can do is they can go trade a bunch of draft picks, move up in the draft, take a guy that never plays for them, and that's good. Or I shouldn't say <laughs> never plays. He played briefly. Yeah. Didn't he have a start against the Texans? Yeah, and it tells you how talented their roster is that they basically burned three first-round draft picks. Like, yeah. they took three first-round draft picks, lit them on, on fire, fire, and are still the best team in the NFC. Stupid. And it's so, like your eight, your roster ages as well. I, I think that, yeah, this is about as peak as it gets for them, and they're Look, he could go and do it. I just don't, I don't. I would not put my money on Brock Purdy winning the Super Bowl. No, I'm not going to do it. No. Uh, how about this one? The Packers will win the Super Bowl in New Orleans on February 9, 2025. No. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Why don't you worry about them winning the the division yeah. before you start picking them to win a Super Bowl? I think they had a really fun run. They really did, but. Jordan Love is going to be a plus quarterback in this league. Jordan Love is going to be a good quarter, a very, very good quarterback in this league. This one says they proved to have a legitimate franchise quarterback. I think that's true. I mean, what, what do you what do you consider a legitimate tra- franchise quarterback? He, I think he is that. He is a guy who has taken that spot, and they're not going to look to try to bring anybody else in. There's no, not going to be any quarterback competition or anything like that. But a, a true legitimate franchise quarterback does not equ- uh, equate to, like, a top six quarterback in the league. I think the realm of where we'll be talking about Jordan Love next year is that is in the same realm as the Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins area. Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, uh, maybe maybe like between like Tua Tagovailoa and Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. somewhere in that realm. That like that nine to eleven range is where I think. It, look, you have a chance to win with that guy, but is Aaron Jones is going to be? Is Aaron Jones? What is, I don't know what his contract looks like, but he's if he's still with the team, he's one year older. What's their answer at running back if he's not there? Hopefully, you continue to get the amount of production that you got from these wide receivers, but they're still kind of unproven for the most part, at least in the long haul. And then you have to start thinking about Jordan Love's contract, which is awful for them. Like they have to start thinking about contract extension next year. Uh, Andrew Packers winning the Super Bowl? No, I think that they're going to be a really good team next season. But given the amount of talent that we see in the AFC, especially at the quarterback spot, and just how good some of these teams are, like I, I don't have real any real confidence that a team in the NFC is getting over on the team that comes out of the AFC for a good long while. Like that that's just the amount of difference I see between the two conferences in terms of the level of talent. Uh, especially at the top yeah. top ends. I would agree with that statement. Let's get two more because we're running out of time here a little bit. The first one is Texans-related. C.J. Stroud will finish top three in MVP voting. This is the executive that's quoted Ooh. here. It says, poise is underrated in our league, especially at quarterback, and he clearly has it. Throws the ball very well at all levels. Arrow definitely pointing out, and he's got talent around him. I'm going to go ahead and go I'm on a li- I would take it, and I would up it. He's finishing at least top two. 
in wow. the league next year. He's going to be that I good in year two. I can't go that high. I'll take I top can. three though. I think he. I think two or three is where he ends up finishing. Andrew, I think he just misses out. I think he finishes oh. top five, but. In a league. I'm going to take your C.J. Stroud jersey away from you. Oh, the, because wait, I said he's going to be a top five MVP yeah, finisher. I am. The fake am. one or the real one? What are you both, taking away? They're both gone. Oh, You're wow. no longer allowed get, to have them. Can I have one of them? Yeah, sure. Sweet. But you go ahead. Finish your point on why you don't think he's going to be top <laughs> three. Just the amount of talent at the quarterback position right now. It's going to be very, very difficult for him to finish top three. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he's fourth or fifth. But top three in his second season when we still don't know... Maybe he's working in an entirely new offense with a new offense coordinator, new quarterbacks coach. That turnover will have, probably have at least some level of impact on his play, especially early on. Top five or top three seems like a stretch. Top five, yeah, I can settle for that. Here, here's a little nugget that just came out in the NFL real quick uh, before we do our last one. Vic Fangio out in Miami as the defensive coordinator. He and the Dolphins apparently mutually parting ways. Wow, worse. I'm yeah. really surprised by that. Apparently everybody else is too. So that's that's, that's your I, latest look, opening. Defensive coordinator of the Dolphins is open. I get that their defense struggled at the end of the year. They also had a lot of injuries. Maybe they had big that's, injuries that's, too. That, that screams of inner workings that we aren't aware of. Yeah, probably. Uh, last one here: Kirk Cousins and Bill Belichick will be Falcons and win the oh. NFC South. Oh, I didn't even think about the possibility of Kirk Cousins in Atlanta. Man, Bill Belichick. As the head coach for the Falcons, Kirk Cousins with those weapons? This is intriguing here because Cousins was recently asked in a podcast about Belichick and would he play for him. He's like, who wouldn't want to play for the best coach of all time? Wow. I think, hand up, that that, that one's going to be real. Yeah, I'm taking this one. I, just because I want to see it. I want to see that. I would love to see the talent on that Atlanta team with Bill Belichick coaching them and them to at least have a quarterback of Kirk Cousins' caliber. I think so. Andrew? Kirk Cousins, yes. Bill Belichick, no. Ooh, okay. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Kirk quarterback. Cousins is a very real possibility there. Yes, that seems right. Here's what's going to happen. More Bill, than Belichick. Bill Belichick, head coach. Kirk Cousins, quarterback. Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator. I mean, it could happen. It's going to happen. I wonder if that's the hang-up with Bill Belichick Maybe. and a team like the Falcons where he's saying, yeah, I'm coming with, or I'm coming, but I'm bringing Josh McDaniels with me, <laughs> and you need to give me GM responsibilities. And the Falcons, who reportedly have cooled on their interest in Belichick, I, I legitimately wonder if, if part of his demands to come in to be head coach, to have other responsibilities, to have to bring in his own guys on the offense. Like If he said, yeah, Matt Patricia's got to come with me, I'm going to say, yeah, Bill, we're good. <laughs> no, no <laughs> bring him on. Never mind, Keep Bill. Keep pencil away from my Never damn mind. team. Bill, go go to somebody's house and walk out in the morning to their ring doorbell. Like we don't need you here. Yeah, we're well, sure. I'm out on that. Yeah, please do that. So there's go your get some uh, Chick Fil A. Those are your predictions of the NFL offseason across the board from NFL executives at ESPN.com. When we get back to Connor and Beard, Rockets back in action tonight. Can they win again? We'll talk about it next. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Insert random audio clip. Now, Mr. Campbell, send out amendment. The amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? And the chair has done the amendment. Amendment is adopted. Back to the best three hours of post lunch sports talk in the history of recorded time. It's Connor and Beard, live from the Veridex Community Bank Studios. 30 minutes left of Connor and Beard, ESPN 97.5, 92.5. 
You missed it in the last segment. It's not anything Houston-wise, but Vic Fangio is leaving the Dolphins defensive coordinator job to go to the Eagles. Apparently, the Dolphins might be on their way to hiring Brandon Staley to being their defensive coordinator. Congratulations, Miami. Can't wait to talk to Dell about that. Let's see how Dell feels about it. He's going to be excited. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. So uh, there's your latest breaking news. I can't believe we even had a coaching hiring happen this week, to be honest with you. It does feel like it's got the the, it's the hiring process has I, gone There's very a lot slowly. of guys that teams can't talk to for another week until the conference championship games are up. Well, and I I think that Jim Harbaugh has been a choke has been a choke point for the hiring process. Yeah. Like he's um, he's been the bottle. I maybe Belichick to an extent kind of maybe, but I think Jim Harbaugh has been a bottleneck. There's been a lot of people saying that they're uh, they're working towards a deal with the Chargers. He apparently is still in Los Angeles today, I guess working on who knows. We'll see what happens with that, but we do they're know this. They're striking distance, Michael. Yeah, we do know this. The Rockets have a head coach that will be coaching tonight. His name's Ime Odoka. Uh, it's not like the situation, which we didn't even... I mean, we brought up yesterday when it happened, the Bucks letting go of Adrian Griffin. It is official. They're hiring Doc Rivers. Yes. <laughs> Just yeah. incredible. So, uh, that was officially announced at like 8 o'clock last night, 8.30 last night, something like that? No, it was today. Was it, was it well, this morning? Somebody on, I thought it was last everybody's night. Everybody's trying to credit CNN Sports on Twitter for having it. Did CNN Sports... Like, Shams had it yesterday afternoon, like, saying that they're working towards getting... Yeah, Doc Rivers, and everybody's like, "Oh, over freaking uh, Woj over here." And I just, I, I'm Team Shams all the way. I don't know why. I just found myself to be Team Shams. He's over here like chirping the report from. He works his butt off, man. He, he's chirping the report from from Shams and like the two sides, the Bucks and, and Doc Rivers haven't spoken yet. I'm like, okay, Woj, <laughs> like chill out, man. Like you're getting scooped here. Just give it up. Yeah, I think that's what, it, like, we know how hard you have to work to be somebody like Shams or one of these guys who goes out and gets a lot of inside information, gets all these reports. We, I could never do that. I almost said we, you could, you could do that. I think you could. I could never do that because I'm too lazy and I don't care enough. Yeah. I, I just like making my dumb jokes and being sarcastic and giving my opinion. I have no, no I have no uh, want to try to go and get inside information. If it comes to me, awesome. But I'm I never not tried go to it. do that. It just kind of happened. I, I didn't get a ton of stuff baseball right. wise. But I mean, I, I here's what I would do. I always hear about things, and I would never really. And people would say, "Oh, of course you're saying that." Kind of want to leave it well, alone. I or, just wouldn't do anything yeah. with it because I'm not one of those people that has like I wouldn't have four sources on. Yeah, things. you're There'd not be, the There shams. would be Astros right. things that I would hear and know were coming down the pike, like. I knew last year when they were doing the GM hiring, I was told the Saturday before that it was coming in like the next three days. Yeah. But I had no idea who it was. Right. None. And the, the big J guys, they know. They have multiple yeah. sources. They put in the work. And it's, yeah. It, it takes a lot of work. So that's why we root for them. We're rooting right. for the little guy. For, hey, one other NFL note. I'm little guy, big J. Uh, coaching note. Vrabel met today. Mike Vrabel met with Arthur Blank at his house in Atlanta. Wow. Um, he is going to fly to Carolina tonight to meet with the Panthers tomorrow. You know what would be interesting? So Vrabel's interest is Panthers peaking gross. all over the league, though. You know what would peaking be all over the league? Interesting for the Falcons. The biggest concern with Bill Belichick, and I know we'll get to the Rockets in a second, but the biggest problem with Bill Belichick is how long do you have him for? Yeah, if you sign him off as if you sign him as the coach, how long do you have him? So what would Three be years maybe? What would be interesting is if you're Arthur Blank and you had Mike Vrabel over at your house to talk to him about, hey, we want to hire Bill as the head coach. But we want you talk with Bill. You're going to be the DC, and you're going to be the guy who Mike takes Vrabel, over for him when he leaves. Frank Vrabel's not doing that. Why not? Because he's a head coach already. What he if doesn't he gets need paid to a do bunch. That? Why? But but then he gets to take over a team that gets rebuilt. 
What's the difference to... with Atlanta? Why would you want to go? Like, if Atlanta had a great quarterback, I'd say, sure, why not? But, like, wait, Mike wait, Vrabel's going to go to get... Carolina instead? Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, he, he might, he might not. He, he has he, weapons there, at least. He might just sit out. He could be one of those coaches that just yeah. waits. I just don't He's going to get a job no matter what. I don't see that. I'm calling my shot now. Bill Belichick ends up going to Atlanta. Mike Vrabel is going to be his DC. Put it down on your guarantee I'm guaranteeing list. guaranteeing that. That's a terrible guarantee, by the way. I'm guaranteeing it. All right, Rockets back in action tonight. They're taking on the Portland Trailblazers at home. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Guarantee tonight, Rockets okay. win over the Trailblazers. They get Jabari Smith back. He was out the other night with the ankle. Um, so that should be helpful for the Rockets. It would be nice if they could string together some wins and get back above 500. 20 and 22 on the season. They're still... It's... it's Absolutely insane when you look, just look at it on paper. Sixteen and seven at home. Sixteen and seven. They, if you are a uh, fan of the gambling line of it, nine and a half point favorite tonight over the Trailblazers. Want to care the match? You want to ch- uh, take a guess at the matchup predictor? What's the, what are they favorite again? Nine and a half points. Seventy four percent. Andrew, seventy six point five. You've you've looked That's, at it. Come You're on, no, man. no, that was a guess. Seventy seven. Oh, yeah, okay. That was a guess. That, that feels like a that, all right, strong guess. I he would have said that if he had seen it, he would have said it. Hold on. No, he's laughing way too hard. He saw, he it. saw it. You liar. No, I've not seen I it. I even believed you for a second. I've not seen it. I don't trust you at I all. I might have just glanced over the circle and made an estimate of what the circle Get was out filled of in. Here. <laughs> <laughs> like what percentage of the circle is filled in? He saw a seven and a and a five. That's yeah. what it Game how, time decision tonight uh, for Jalen Green, guys. Uh, How do you feel about that one? As bench him. Sit him. Who cares? I think your result be either the same or better. It probably would anytime be similar. You, anytime you talk about a guy where you say, if he plays or if he sits and doesn't play, you the go, result's going to be whatever. the same or better, it's probably probably not a big factor on your team. Yeah, they're going to hit the road after this game here tonight against the Trailblazers. I mean, look, they have to... They have to find some consistency in terms of offensive production outside of Alpi right now. It has yes. been so up and down. They've shot the ball so poorly at times. Good news is they're playing that. And look, these next three games, really the next four, because they're playing the Lakers in this stretch too. They can beat the Lakers. They stink. They're playing Charlotte on the road after this, and then they're playing Brooklyn. I don't know if you paid attention. Brooklyn is spiraling, and they have yeah. the Brooklyn Nets unprotected pick this year. Yes. Um. So I would completely. Love to see that continue to happen. Did you see, by the way, speaking of the uh, the Nets today, ESPN.com has up a Western Conference trade preview. Now, this comes from Bobby Marks, a man that worked in NBA front offices. And I got to say, I don't know what the hell kind of glue he's sniffing from this trade that he has put together. He's put together trades for every single team, one trade that they'd like to see. The Rockets trade that he has would tr- see them trading Victor Oladipo, Jacques Landell, Brooklyn's 2024 draft pick, which is un or excuse me, is top eight protected, uh, to Detroit for Alec Burks and Isaiah Stewart. <laughs> Did he just like go and like put his hand into a jar and pick out names or I, something? I like, think so. This would be the worst trade in the history of time. It, he, it was almost like what teams don't, what teams will be selling, and what teams would be buying, and I'm going to marry them together. I, I don't hate those names, but for that yeah, price point, Alan no. Burks does thank nothing you. for you. He's thirty-two years old. He's thirty-two years old. He's not always the most consistent on defense. He's not always the most consistent scorer, and he just gives you another guard when you have tons of guard depth like that. The last thing you need to do is go and make a trade for a guy who takes more minutes away from Amon Thompson and Cam Whitmore. I don't. I don't hate the idea of a guy like Isaiah Stewart, 
where he's he's another big man. Oh, yeah. We need another role player here. Well, That's the, exactly what we need. But the thing with Isaiah Stewart is he's a stretch four. He's a big that plays the four and the five. He's a little small for the five. But he shoots like 38% from three. So he's, he can knock down like two or three three-pointers a game for you. From from and that stretches the floor and helps out some of these younger guys, especially the guys who like to attack. So you want offensive efficiency? He's a name, but a first round pick? No, Jock Landell. That's what I'm saying you're never trading your first round no, picks for for nothing. For crappy role players. No, that's what this is. Uh, Victor, They're not a championship contender. You don't do that. Victor Oladipo and Jock Landell for those two guys? Sure. Victor Oladipo and Jock Landell and maybe a second, a 2025 second, maybe, maybe, but. Uh, uh, the, and the first, even if it has the top eight protection, the first included in that for these guys makes absolutely zero sense whatsoever. This is when we have too much time on our hands or people expect yes. too much of people. Like, maybe there's a reason why Bobby Marks isn't in an NBA front office anymore. Maybe. Just saying. It's probably. That trade, and I saw that this morning, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He had one for the Mavericks, too, where he wanted the Mavericks to go get, trade for Jeremy Grant. I'm like, yeah, because that's what that team needs is it's just another guard who has to have the ball in his hands. Well, I mean, it also screams out to me that he's just looking at where Brooklyn's picking right now because they yeah. currently hold the eighth pick. So he's like, oh, they're losing games right now, so maybe they'll just keep losing and it'll be top eight protected and it's all fine. It's like, so if that slides back one and all yep. of a sudden you're giving the ninth pick back, for Isaiah Stewart and Alec Burks, who <laughs> combined would not be worth a late first round pick, is just insane. Yeah. And the Rockets don't have their draft pick this year, correct? They that that goes to the Oklahoma that City goes to Oklahoma yeah. City from that great Russell Westbrook trade. Yay! That's why you need to keep winning. Send them a crappy pick, yes. Which they're probably just going to trade, turn around and trade anyways because they trade all their draft picks for more draft picks. It's the same Presty way. It's what he does. He's one of the. He's going to continue to be one of, or go down as one of the greatest GMs at the NBA he's awesome. ever seen. He's now, incredible. He's, just, he's awesome, but he also made a stupid decision of trading James Harden and not just giving the max contract. Right, it's just dumb, dumb. They could have won titles there for years and they didn't. They and he just gave them away. Every other move that he's made has been almost spot on. There. Yeah, pr- pretty decent. I, uh, the the move to make to make SGA the number one guy in in Oklahoma City was one where I was like, I, I like a skill set, but man, I just don't think this is going to work out and showed why Sam Presti does what he does and why I do what I do, where I just go on forums and put some messages and then talk about it behind yeah. a microphone. We're just a bunch of loud mouths. Yeah. Hey, when we return to Connor and Beard, Josh apparently needs dad advice yeah, and he wants the both of us to give it to him. So we'll find out what it is that he needs from us when we return. ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Well, we're talking about all that NBA action while you're watching the Rockets take on the Trailblazers tonight. If you're watching some of the other NBA games, you can get on prize picks and have an entry while you're watching these games. Maybe you want to see if uh, if Dylan Brooks can hit a few more threes than he normally does. Maybe you want to see what Cam Whitmore does. You want to choose uh, more points. You want to see if he can get over like 15 and a half points or whatever it is. You can do that on prize picks. There's NFL playoff action coming back this weekend, NBA action all the way through the rest of the week. And through this weekend, you can do combo projections across both sports, but you got to do it on prize picks. If you love playing fantasy sports the way I do, and you want to take your sports action to the next level, you got to do it with prize picks because it's the the number one daily fantasy sports app. And, and, Honestly, once you download the Prize Picks app and you start using it, you're going to see that it is 
so intuitive, so easy to use. You're going to be able to choose your players and your stat options. Just pick two or more players, pick from a wide variety of players and stat options, and place your entry. It's so easy to do on the Prize Picks app. You can navigate all over the place. They have promos that you could choose from on the app, too. It makes it even easier. You don't even have to go and choose the players and the stat options. Sometimes, and a lot of the times, those promos have those already chosen for you. So if you just want a quick entry, you can use those promos on the app. Uh, if you do that, you could turn 10 dollars into a thousand dollars because you can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks i love the easy gameplay quick withdrawals and a huge selection of those players and stat options over 7 million sports fans have already signed up and i'm one of them michael's one of them so join us and watch your favorite players and get paid doing it right now prize picks is going to match your first deposit up to 100 dollars. just download the prize picks app and use josh 975 that's code josh 975 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Planet Unicorn, hey. Planet Unicorn, Unicorn Planet. The Veritex Community Bank Studios is currently under Connor and Beard occupation. Not sure that's a good thing, but here they are. Well, it's going to be a great thing for this last segment of Connor and Beard, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We'll be back tomorrow out in the world if you'd like to come see us. The decoy. 1220 Witty Road in Spring Branch. Come on out and say hello tomorrow. The decoy where the Connor and Beard will be and the Killer Bees tomorrow. One day we're, one day we're going we're gonna to get to play volleyball out there. Yeah, I, I like that spot. My wife is going to be close. She's going to show up at some point. She's, she's getting off the plane at 1.30. And if they get here on time, we'll see. I don't know how the weather's supposed to be tomorrow. And she was just going to Uber there to drive home with me. So she's she was a volleyball player. Oh, she actually so got recruited to play volleyball. I didn't Alabama. know that. That's yeah. awesome. That's really she's cool. Really good. Uh, I'm going to spike the ball into your face for saying for you saying Joel's stronger than me earlier. Um, but he is. He's well. You'll see. Well, you'll see whenever that ball gets spiked right into your noggin. You can't spike a ball, man. Two, one, number one, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be for you saying that Joel is stronger than me, and number two, it's going to be because you threw that beach ball at my head one day. That was on. That was an accident. Do you Okay, Freudian slip, you almost said that I was, was on purpose. I was going to say on accident, but like that doesn't work <laughs> that way. It was just an accident. Uh, okay. I hit it at you, and I didn't mean to hit you in the face. I meant to hit you in like, the shoulder. We'll play two-on-two two beach volleyball. Your wife is on my team. Andrew's on your team. Oh, well, Andrew and I win. Like she hadn't played volleyball like that in a long time. She's still going to be better than both of y'all combined. She was recruited there. She's she be the ended up not playing though because she got injured playing. How do you think she would? She didn't end up playing. So she hasn't you... played competitive. Like she plays in like yeah. sand volleyball. And look, I'm not a sand volleyball player, but she's played in like some leagues and stuff. And you think that you and Andrew could beat a team of her and I? Andrew's freakish athletic. I already know that's happening. That's I got. I kind of really want to see this now. That's fine. See, I like. I like to imagine a world where Andrew's just like flying through the air, like yeah, jumping I, I, over the I'm net. I'm confident Andrew's gonna be making some wild plays. Doing like, and I'm, and I'm gonna make more wild plays than you think. Last time I played yeah. with her, they were surprised at how good I was at like saving stuff and whatever. I'm not a great volleyball player by any means, but like I'm just just I athletic. Can, good I can, timing. I can. Yeah, cause it's all the baseball, baseball stuff, baseball yeah, timing stuff. Yeah, I like. I just want to see Andrew like bicycle kick. A bicycle kick spike the ball down on our side. That's not happening. I'm going to say right now that I'm not back putting my foot kick. over the net to kick a volleyball. <laughs> that is not going to well, happen. I bet you, I bet down, you when so you jump, not... though, your head's above the net. Yeah, I, I'd be willing to bet that. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good bet. Yeah. Solid. All right, we're going to have to do this now. It's going to happen. Just come out and see us tomorrow at the decoy. So, Josh, you said you need some advice from us, which I'm interested to see how this goes. We have yeah. no idea what he's asking us for here. So, we do... 
We do Beard and Connor love advice, okay, uh, where we help Andrew find love. I think we've done a really good job. Andrew's been getting snacks quite frequently. And how's the snack game? Snack game good? Yeah. Yeah, got some snacks last still, night. We're doing great. We don't, we, still we, seeing the same girl? Yes. Is it exclusive yet? Oh, it's been that way. I mean, like, is this your girlfriend yet? Oh. Has that, has that subject been broken? Hey, why, that are you putting la- why are you putting labels on it? I'm just you asking. You have to put labels on it, I'm, man. Not, I'm just this asking. This is 2024. They don't put labels on everything. They're when just do you think chilling. that topic comes up? Um, Six to seven months? That, uh, that's that's a tough topic to t- discuss right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. Yeah, dude. Just It's free-flowing, we, we man. Quick. It's free. F- so are we. It's free. I told I her. I, like, I think like my third date, it was pretty much locked it, in. Yeah. Yes, I, I. We had been dating like two months, and I told her I loved her on accident. Yeah, I, I was like pulled month, one. Of those. I was like a month and a half in. I did it too soon as well. Yeah, and she said it back. Which that's the most terrifying part when you accidentally say it, and then you're that that time in between. You she don't know if they're going to say. She it, did, she there was no hesitation. Back. I got lucky on that one. Yeah, um, but it, things are different in 2024. It's free flowing. Love is. I wasn't that long ago. We started dating at the end of 2017. That's a long time ago, dude. You're way older than you think. That's, I don't think a, that's it that, seven that, whole years. It matters. Get, yeah. Anyway, we usually do Connor and Beard love doctors. Connor and Beard love advice. Now I need Carlson and Connor dad advice. Okay. Now you're not a dad, but you are a dad at the same time. You do dad things. Yeah. Right? Uh, like, the other day when we went to AAU practice, the, they they asked, "Is this your son?" And I go, "Do you really think I I was the dad of this? He he might be my son in terms of right. like I go do stuff with him, but I definitely didn't have the magic to uh, have a son that is black." Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Andrew is not a dad yet, but I'm sure he wants to be a dad with this girl that he's getting snacks with at some point. Mm-hmm. They have some kind of kid. They might want to be a dad soon. Uh, I so don't know if Andrew's got dad I, waiting for him. He's gonna be, you know, if Andrew's he's gonna a dad, he's gonna, he's gonna be a good dad. He'll be forty year old dad. Yeah, he will for sure. But he's gonna be a good dad. So I took my daughter to her track class last night. All right, okay. and I haven't done that in a while. It's been my wife taking her because I do stuff with my son. I'll cook dinner. I haven't taken her to track class. I did not realize that she has been talking to a boy in her track class. Oh man! Now when she goes to this class, it's her, like her it, real reason for wanting to go. It's a speed and strength class, so she's like lifting weights, pushing sleds, running on treadmills, all that stuff. And the entire time she was doing this, that doing it, this little jabroni was watching her, watching her walk away, run away, everything. I've never felt puppy love. I've never felt more murderous in my entire life. There was a visceral anger that I could not stop myself from. So they were talking. They've been talking. Well, last night they exchanged information, and they added each other on Instagram and Snapchat. Now, I— Oh, Snapchat, you're done for now. Snapchat has been fine because boys were not a thing or involved. Now I don't know what to do as a dad. Like, do I kill him? How do I kill him and get away with it? Can, or should I not kill him? I would say not kill him. Okay. Um, because I would prefer to keep doing the show named Connor I could do, and Beard. Just, I'll take a Comrex to prison. I don't think that they're they going to let you have it. They got good Wi-Fi there. I don't think they're going to let you have it. They play there. video games. They're not going to let you have it. Yeah, You're going to be, be able fine. to earn a living. It's going to be, there's going to be a lot of bad. Also, you should, I don't think, I don't, know you, I don't do. think that you would live the rest of your life knowing you murdered a kid. Uh, and you would no, handle I'd it be, very well. I'd be upset. I'd be a little angry afterwards. I'd be like, ugh. It's like Andy from The Office when he punches the wall. Yeah. I'd be like, that's Instant an overreaction. Regret. I overreacted. Maybe, maybe we talk to the parents, Josh. To his parents? Yeah, maybe say, I was hey, sitting look, next I'm a to his dad. Cool. Okay. Well, how's the dad? The dad's fine. He's nice. Does he listen to the show? Uh, no, I didn't ask him. I'm you prob- should ask him. I should ask him. You know what? Your son, your son could date my daughter. If you listen to if the you show. If you listen to the show. Yeah. 
as simple as it gets. Uh, I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. She's she's never been like they, she has talked to boys before, but never like this. And you could tell like there was a look whenever she looked at him. There was a smile she gave where I know I'm in trouble now. I think you just have to mon- like we do it so that the oldest has a girlfriend. Yeah. And it's been his girlfriend almost a year now. They're He's going to be 16 this summer, and she's already 16 She's because he's a summer baby. Um, but they're in the same grade. And you just have to keep an eye on it. It's here's, simple as that. you got to check their phone. I know. That's I, it. Here's the thing. He's, we, have, we do phone check once a week. He's older. He's probably deleting stuff. He, How much older? <laughs> Hold on. Only a year. She's a freshman. He's a sophomore. Okay, it's not that big He's 16 going on 17. She just turned 15. Ooh, that's... It's. I think he's like sixteen and a half. That's what she said. That he turned sixteen in the summer, and he's already driving. I mean, honestly, high school—they're they're great apart. It's not that big of a deal. I think. What if I just roughed him up a little bit? Can I, don't I think do you that? Rough him up? Maybe you just like go send a message, like you know. <laughs> Just send no, just go I'll just cut ha- out letters from a magazine. Yeah, yeah. Or just go to his house, TP it, leave a message well, there. My like, pl- take his takes take something that's his. I don't know. If he comes over to pick her up for a date, I already have a plan. My brother, my brother's going to come from Austin. We've had this plan for years. Oh, he's going to answer brother's, the door. Well, no, he's not going to answer the door. My brother's six eight. You've seen pictures of him. He's massive. He's like my build, but like if I were in shape and then six eight. I'm going to be really nice to the kid. I'm going to walk him in, be really awesome, seem like the cool dad, and he's going to be shirtless in the backyard just digging a hole. There you go. Just big, massive 6'8 dude digging a hole. Andrew, what would you do? I would probably just let her make her own mistakes, but keep an eye on it. Dude. Like, you can't protect them from everything, Josh. That, that's that's the But if I, I would not take Andrew's if I, advice. I'm not, I put if, her in a bubble wrap if and I never rough let him her out of the little, house again. If I rough him up a little bit and no one finds out. Sock filled with quarters? No, uh, pillowcase filled with oranges. Yeah, there we go. That's the way to go. Not as that's, what I threw, that's what I threaten right. the boys with all the time. All right, I'm not taking Andrew's advice. I'm taking your advice, Michael. You're welcome. Uh, we are here for your advice, and the advice I'm giving you now is to not go anywhere because from three to six, you will be entertained by the voices of Jeremy Branham and Joel Blank. The Killer Bees are next here on ESPN 97.5 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, the only sports radio on FM in Houston.